This is Valley Watch, your first choice for public safety news and information. With Phoenix Fire Department Deputy Communication Director, Allie Party, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Good morning. Yep, that's me, Allie Party, here at the Phoenix Fire Department. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Valley Watch. I am joined by a very special guest and a close colleague and friend of mine, Assistant Phoenix Fire Chief Shelly Jamison. Good morning, Allie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. This is a full <laughs> circle moment. I am so excited for this interview and opportunity to sit behind microphones. I don't think we've ever been able to do this, and now in this new position. Actually, I think you're correct. And and yes, no pressure now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Now I'm kind of getting a little sweaty over here. It used to be I was the reporter asking you the questions. Now I get to ask you questions as a Phoenix Fire Department Deputy Communications Director. Kind of fun. (laughs) Very exciting. And we are so pleased to have you in this role. I am so excited. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And so we're here today announcing and celebrating Women's History Month, which is so exciting because when you look at the fire service, it's not very common that you see a lot of females on fire trucks. And so you being one of those females, you have climbed that ladder and now are one of the executive staff members of the Phoenix Fire Department. So for those listening, I'm sure that there are many loyal listeners of Valley Watch listening and they're not they're not a stranger to your name or your voice, but could you introduce yourself and give us your bio? How long have you been with the department? Tell us about yourself. Sure. Okay. So I'm Shelly Jamison. Mm -hmm. I'm an assistant chief with Phoenix Fire, and this is my 25th year with Phoenix Fire. And yes, you are correct when you say that females are not a uh, common occurrence in the fire service. And and there's a very obvious reason. It is a difficult, uh, sweaty, (laughs) dangerous job. Mm -hmm. And it just in the past has not attracted females. It was around the 1980s that women began to get into the fire service. And at that point, they were really groundbreakers. Even as we stand today, only about 4% of the females and the uh, 4% mm-hmm. of those personnel that we have are females in the fire service. And that is across the board. That's nationally. It might vary just a little bit, but it just isn't a very common career for women. And so you asked about my background. How did I come to this? Uh, At 25 years in the fire service, I came to it late. I was 36 years old when I went through the academy. And so, yes. That is so crazy to think about. Good for you. (laughs) I literally had to train for it for three years. Yeah. But I came to the decision to become a firefighter after having been in the media for 15 years. And I think this is why you and I have Mm. so much in common, right? We share that media background. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We're both um, trained journalists. And so I received a degree from ASU, from the Walter Cronkite School Mm -hmm. of Broadcast Journalism. But at some point after working in television and radio, I determined that this wasn't something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Media is very difficult. It's even more difficult for women, I believe. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and make a statement that not everybody uh, may agree with. But if you watch the local evening news, Mm -hmm. you will see a vast disparity, Mm. oftentimes, between the age of the male anchor and the female anchor. Very interesting. Men are allowed to get older in in news, especially television news. Mm. Women aren't necessarily. And I didn't want to be in that place. So I had a young family, two small children, a husband who was in the fire service, and he was very much a mentor to me. Um, He saw the frustration 
I had yeah. working in the media after having been through several stations in both television and radio. Again, I just didn't want to continue to do that until mm-hmm. I was retirement age. And so he encouraged me to test for the fire service. And at the time, I jokingly say, but it's true. I was all shoulder pads, blue eye shadow, and big hair, right? I was like, what? Me? You know? That's so funny. It is funny, but I knew quite a bit about the fire service. Mm-hmm. I knew the culture from having been married to him for many years. Yeah. And there is nothing like it. I know you talk about that quite a bit on this program, Mm -hmm. but it is very unique. And it was one that was difficult to get used to because the culture is got to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. so you can take care of others. Yeah. Well, as a woman, and since March is Women's History Month, we'll go ahead and relate this to being a female. As a woman, I was very used to sacrificing for those around me, whether it was a schedule for my children, for my husband, doing everything. That had been my role. And that was a tough transition to learn to take care of oneself so you take care of others. Well, in preparing for the fire department job, I had to become much stronger. Mm -hmm. I physically was 120 pounds and uh, certainly not a door kicker, as we call them in the fire (laughs) service. Uh, So, as I said, it took three years, but it was a very focused program, and it is a prescriptive set of things that you have to do to be hired. I prepared for all of those and was very fortunate in 1998 to be able to say that, yes, I was coming on as a Phoenix firefighter. So I'll wrap this up by saying, and you can tell. No, this is great. I feel like for how close we are, I'm a little upset that I didn't know all of this. But this is why you're here today. Well, it's true. And so I don't mean to hog the mic, but I will. I'll tie it all up in a nice little bow and tell you that oftentimes people will say to me, how on earth did you make the transition from big haired, blue eye shadowed shoulder pad, you know, yes. reporter to stinky, sweaty door, not no, not door kicking firefighter. And the truth is they're very similar. And I think this is what drew you as well to the fire service and the yeah. career you're in. So it's something different every day, sometimes mm-hmm. every hour. Yeah. Right. You get to work with people and you have to be naturally interested in people and wanting to help. And I was that. Mm-hmm. That's what drew me to journalism. I love people's stories. I love telling them. I'm a good listener. I I think that I'm a pretty good communicator, and you need that in the fire service. Absolutely. Every single dispatch that you go on, whether it's a blowing house fire, a hazmat call, a heart attack, a child who's been pulled out of the pool, or something as simple as an elderly person who's lonely, Mm -hmm. and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and they've had a pain for several weeks, and Mm -hmm. finally they can't stand it anymore, you need to be able to listen be patient, empathize. And I took all of those skills from journalism into the fire service. And so all I had to add was the strength component. That's so cool. And it really is when you look at that comparison and the distinct difference between the careers, it's not all that different. Obviously, when you look at the the big picture element of being on a big red fire truck and potentially walking around with a microphone all the time, the core characteristics are still there. And it does make sense when I look at now what I'm doing. Obviously, I'm not in the realm that you are, but I'm continuing to do that storytelling, that crisis communication that linking, you know, whether it's our city council members to our executive staff members, or it's even just those internal messages when we're talking about a new training or we're discussing cancer prevention to the X amount of firefighters out in the field. And so it is so fun to be able to be in this realm now. And 
obviously I get to work hand in hand with you and I'm so grateful for that. So we're looking at Women's History Month and the Phoenix Fire Department has done a great job in the honoring of female firefighters. And we are very proud to say that we had the first female fire chief, Kara Kalkbrenner. And with her recent retirement, it's been amazing to look at the past. I think I want to say it's the past at least two or three academy graduations from the Phoenix Fire Department. There was a historic amount of females. And that is because of trailblazers like yourself and Chief Kalkbrenner. And, you know, we we plug it all the time. Our, our social media today, the first day of Women's History Month, we have a graphic honoring the fallen female firefighters who, you know, broke those glass ceilings and many of which you were quite close with. Yes, exactly. I was. Wendy, Brandy and Crystal were very good friends of mine, all of them and stellar women. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you look at, you know, their photograph and, and all of them beautiful and, and, you know, petite and you think, how could you possibly be a firefighter? There's a role for everybody on a fire truck, whether you are uh, African-American, Hispanic, a female, uh, short, tall, muscular, skinny. Mm. What we do literally in every response requires diversity. And I also think that when you look at not only is it diversity, but we sat here less than a month ago and it was Assistant Chief Tim Gamage in your seat. And he talked to me about the concept of having a hard work ethic and being compassionate and those being the determining factors of are you going to be a good first responder and a Phoenix firefighter. And I think a lot of people look at the traditional firefighter that they think of in their head when whether it's a TV show that is completely not even remotely accurate to what your job (laughs) is. No, it's not. (laughs) It's so cool to look at where we're at today and the diversity of the Phoenix Fire Department. And so when we look at the next generation, what are you, you know, we look at Women's History Month and the next generation of Phoenix firefighters. How how does that make you feel as this 25-year veteran of the Phoenix Fire Department? So two things I would add to that. I would just wrap up the one point you just made about the diversity, and that is uh, we are literally professional problem solvers. I kid you not. As I mentioned, the variety of dispatches we go on, in addition to numerous other roles that we play in the community, that diversity plays a part in that. So as a female in the fire service, a mother, I have two children, both of them are in their 30s, they're grown. The things that are important to me is gratification in my career, the ability to help the community, and again, to help people reach a solution. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're looking for in the fire service. Clearly, I'm here for Women's History Month, Mm -hmm. right? So we're going to talk from the standpoint of a female. Females bring a maternal aspect to each dispatch. Mm -hmm. If you have a crew who shows up and three of them are male, one is female, again, you have that diversity there. You're going to have a response and a a solution to your need that that fits. I I guarantee it. So as people look at this career and maybe consider it, and Mm -hmm. I hope they do, young females and young males, Mm -hmm. they do need to think about a very hard work ethic, right? It's 24 hours, and sometimes you are up the entire time. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I cannot tell you how many times I've gone home in the morning and thought to myself, wow, I made a 
difference. Mm-hmm. I made a difference today. Now, you need to have longevity. This is a marathon. It is yeah. not a sprint. I just mentioned 25 years. And last thing I'll say, as a female, and I encourage other females in the fire service, is to promote the things that you bring to the truck on each call, you will bring to leadership roles as well. And whether that's a captain, a battalion chief, a division chief, a deputy chief, or in my case, an assistant mm-hmm. chief, that's critical, right? It's yeah. critical to our organization. We look at when we walked in here and we knew that we both had been on this show before and we knew that 13 minutes flies by. And I can't believe that our time is already ending, but I know that this won't be the last time that I have you on our show. And I'm so grateful to work hand in hand with you, to be able to be mentored by you, to be able to say that I was recruited to the Phoenix Fire Department by Chief Shelley Jamison. (laughs) It is a feather in my cap anytime I get to say that. And I can't thank you enough for everything that you do for me, for the Phoenix Fire Department, for the aspiring females, males, journalists, firefighters, (laughs) etc. Because you are like a walking, talking example of what you need to do to promote and be successful in a career and a family and it's social life, like all those things. You're just killing it. I don't know if I can get my head out the door after that one, but I will tell you having you with us is a feather in our cap as well. well, So if it's mutual admiration morning, let it be. Well, I'm sure the Valley Watch listeners just love us (laughs) bragging about ourselves right now, but very good. Well, Chief Jameson, thank you for joining me today. Happy historic Women's Month, whatever we want to call it. And for those listening, stay safe, Phoenix.